0: smell cooking. Welcome to Rock Talk, the podcast where a couple of jabronis get to know the movie roles of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm Jordan Rummel, joined
1: as always by my co-host and good friend, Charlie Guile. Charlie, how you doing? Doing really well. I'm really excited to talk about this week's topic. And I'm also excited to reveal to everyone our winner. BuzzFeed ran a poll to decide 2018's top underrated podcast we had a lot of people nominate us and we're, we're really thankful for that and at the end of this episode we're going to reveal who we chose to get a sweet rock Talk tank top so stay tuned for that
0: That's right. Stick around. But of course, as always, every other week, we take a look at a topical rock topic of pop culture significance. In previous mini episodes, we've discussed everything from Dwayne Johnson's Saturday Night Live appearances to our dream Dwayne Johnson movie role castings to even the possibility of Dwayne Johnson running for president. Today, we are taking a look at actually uh, something that we saw on Reddit uh it's an interesting question. We have been talking about it all week. It's kind of pitting Dwayne Johnson against a version of Dwayne Johnson Now, specifically, the question goes, the rock versus Dwayne Johnson, who is the most powerful character played by Dwayne Johnson that his alter wrestling ego the rock could defeat in a wrestling match by pinning so Charlie, this is something that
1: we've now talked about for a good week a good week uh, yeah, I think it's a really interesting question because. It's not just, you know, who would win in a fight, The Rock or Dwayne Johnson. It's which character is good enough to put up a fight against The Rock, but still lose in the end. So basically, we're looking for what would be the best wrestling match between The Rock and one of Dwayne Johnson's characters. As you all know, there are just so many different types of Dwayne Johnson characters that he
0: plays in his movies. So basically, when you get down to it, though, there's four major groups of Dwayne Johnson characters. Group A is superheroes. These are basically stu- superhuman characters that Dwayne Johnson plays. You know, realistically, The Rock as a wrestler wouldn't have a chance of defeating any of these people in a wrestling match. Each of these characters are assisted by some form of power that would make it impossible for a WWE wrestler to succeed in combat.
1: We, you know, we narrowed it down to about 5 characters. For the most part, I think we got it nailed down. First off, we have Maui from moana second off we have hercules and next week we're covering that movie and it's a real interesting question in the movie about whether or not he is a real demigod or just a human man but for the purposes of this discussion we're slotting him into superheroes because he's part of greek mythology third we have tooth fairy from the tooth fairy number five we have matthias or the scorpion king and this is specifically from the mummy returns after matthias has sort of claimed his destiny and gain those powers.
0: And then moving on, we have Group B. Now, these are basically the characters that Dwayne Johnson plays that are skilled professionals. This includes soldiers, spies, bodyguards, you know, anyone really in the military field, bounty hunters, maybe even athletes. None of these characters are superhuman, but each is formidable in their own way, uh, usually based on either an expertise in weaponry or combat or prowess in the football field.
1: Yeah. And I would say that most of his characters are skilled professionals. So we have a lot in this group. Um, we have Elliot Wilhelm from Be Cool, movie that we haven't covered yet. Uh, two, Bob Stone, Central Intelligence. Three, Mitch Buchanan from Baywatch. Four, Ray Gaines from San Andreas. Five, Sarge from Doom. Six, Beck from The Rundown. Seven, Roadblock from G.I. Joe Retaliation. Eight, Joe Kingman from The Game Plan. Nine, Christopher Danson from The Other Guys. He did a quick cameo in that movie. 10 Agent 23 from Get Smart, 11 Chris Vaughn from Walking Tall, another movie we haven't quite covered yet. Uh, Number 12, Boxer Santoros from Southland Tales. 13, Captain Charles Baker from Planet 51. And lastly, Detective James Ransom from Empire State. So a, a lot of people in this group, but I would say you really have some contenders in this group. I think so, too. Uh, It's a group of people that are certainly skilled in
0: various respects. But when you look at someone that the wrestler, the rock might be able to defeat, this is certainly a category we're going to take another look at as we narrow it down. Uh, Moving into Group C, this is a fun one. This is Average Joes. Basically, movies that pretended that Dwayne Johnson doesn't actually have the body of Dwayne Johnson. These characters have no notable physical or mental abilities that could conceivably aid them in any kind of hand-to-hand
1: combat. And this isn't something that The Rock tries to pull off very often, so there are only four entries here. We have Sean Porter from The Gridiron Gang, John Matthews from Snitch, Jack Bruno from Race to Witch Mountain, and Hank Parsons from Journey to the Mysterious Island. Um, Out of these guys, I would say, we don't really see Jack Bruno fight anyone, really. And Snitch, he tries, but remember, he gets his ass beaten about halfway through the movie. So, Sean Porter might be able to do some damage here. But, for the most part, uh, I don't think we're going to find any real contenders here.
0: Finally, we have Group D. These are wild cards, characters that don't truly fit into any of the other categories we mentioned. All of these characters are surprisingly formidable in their own way. They typically boast a mixture of speed, power, weapon-based skills, maybe excellent driving. They don't really fit anywhere else, but we need to include them
1: somewhere. And here we have Luke Hobbs, the fan favorite from the Fast and Furious series, uh, Matthias from the Scorpion King movie, three, we have Driver from the movie Faster, and then four, we have... Paul Doyle from Pain and Gain, everyone's favorite bodybuilder.
0: Now, as we narrow this down, right off the bat, I think that we can both agree that Group A, the superheroes, can be eliminated because I think, Charlie, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that The Rock
1: as a wrestler would have much of a chance facing off against superhuman individuals. No, no, me either. And the one person that we, you know, is kind of on the bubble of getting in that group is Hercules. And as we'll see next week, the things that he does in that movie, I mean, I'm sorry, The Rock, but... I I think that he would just get ripped apart. That's right. And remember
0: to tune in next week for our review of Hercules. Moving on, we can also eliminate Group C, the Average Joes. Although The Rock could definitely beat these characters, I think it's safe to say there are better options on our list and probably more powerful characters that The Rock could defeat. So let's just cross those guys out as well. And Charlie, that leaves us with Groups B and Group D. Um, Those are our wild cards and our skilled professionals.
1: Yeah, so we have 18 entries in this Uh, So I would say, you know, that's that's a lot of people to choose from. A lot of really good characters. Uh, Some entries that stand out to me, Mitch Buchanan, that guy's got over 500 saves on the beach. So (laughs) obviously he has something to offer. Sarge from Doom, you know, he turned into an alien zombie at the end. So who knows? Beck from The Rundown. I look back at that movie and I have to say that cold open fight is among the better fights that we have seen at all. All from Dwayne Johnson, so I think that he's a formidable opponent. That's absolutely right.
0: And when you look at this list, it's at first it's a little bit of a daunting task because we're trying to narrow it in on people Dwayne Johnson as as The Rock could defeat, uh, but we want the best challenger as possible. So I think realistically we need to take this list of 18 and narrow it down, eliminating people on the, that that The Rock could never defeat. Uh, so that pretty much includes the military professionals on here, the spies, the law enforcement bounty hunters professional criminals uh so let's cross off. I know that you said, sarge, I think that he's gonna be too much for someone like the rock to handle yeah I mean he's uh, a trained
1: killing machine uh and so when you when you look at in ring combat, he wouldn't stand a chance
0: there's no way, and that also takes you know takes care of someone like Hobbes he's not uh he's like the a head superhuman. of the diplomatic
1: security service, of course he's gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> That agency that I had no idea was a real thing until recently. That's a real thing. Yeah, the Diplomatic Security Service is a real. It's a real agency. I. It just has nothing to do with Fast and Furious because lo- do they go around like wh- capturing criminals? Like is that well? There? Like, what they're there? there to secure embassies and things like that abroad. But that's what something that always cracked me up about the Fast and Furious movies <laughs> is uh, that, that it has nothing to do with embassies. They're not protecting d- diplomats. They're going after Vin Diesel and his gang. But they are in Brazil. Welcome to Brazil.
0: Uh, basically, though, if we narrow that list of 18 down, I think that we essentially come up with six characters that, you know, The Rock could conceivably defeat in combat. And let's look at those. Yeah, you know, so just our, off- our,
1: our our finalists are Mitch Buchanan, Ray Gaines, Joe Kingman, Boxer Santoros, Captain Charles Baker, and Paul Doyle. Now, this is a pretty good group, Uh
0: We've got a mix of, you know, Captain Charles Baker is an astronaut. As you mentioned, Mitch Buchanan is the jacked uh, lifeguard from Baywatch. Uh, we've got Paul Doyle, coked out bodybuilder from Panda Games. So we've got a really diverse list of
1: people here. All, we ran the gamut with these guys. Um, and I, I got to say, just standing out to me, Paul Doyle has to make the list because he is built like just a supercharged version of The Rock. This is the biggest we ever saw Dwayne Johnson was in this movie. And other than that, he doesn't really show supernatural or extreme combat skills, but the brute force, I think would do him a lot of good in the ring. I think so too. And you have to take account for that crazy coked out bonus. Strength. <laughs>
0: exactly. And then let's look at someone like Joe Kingman, you know, from the game plan. He's the legendary MVP candidate of the, I think it's like the Boston rebels or something in that, in that movie. Yeah. He's like the Uh,
1: greatest of all time. He's basically Tom Brady, but like a bigger version of Tom Brady.
0: He's like a Tom Brady built like LeBron James. (laughs) Exactly. So he's, you have to think, you know, we don't really get to see him
1: fight, but in terms of just like sheer athleticism and body mass, like he's got, he's up there too. Oh, for sure. He's a hall of fame athlete He's going to, you know, not embarrass himself in the ring. So I definitely think we have to at least consider that. And I think the last guy from this group of six that we can look at is, of course, Mitch Buchanan. Like, like we said before, over 500 confirmed career saves. You see some really good athleticism from Mitch Buchanan and Baywatch, even though we both hate that movie. Uh, it's not really it's not the fault of Mitch Buchanan's athleticism at all.
0: Now, even with Mitch Buchanan on there, you know, the the fact is in that movie, we never see real evidence of that athleticism beyond swimming shine through in that movie. Even at the beginning when Zac Efron is doing the, the challenge, we get a moment of of Dwayne Johnson lifting weights uh, and he gets to participate in that, that obstacle course for maybe a moment or two. But we don't see anything that would translate into fighting. And I think that it's probably safe to say that of the three num- names that we've put here, I think The Rock would probably defeat Mitch Buchanan, uh, but I think that there might be a better name on our
1: list to to choose as our ultimate fighter here. You're also forgetting that in Baywatch, he runs onto a basketball court and blocks a guy's dunk. So, you know, he wasn't just That's a, a swimmer. <laughs> he can <laughs> do, a, he, a obviously he can man. jump and do other things. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. When it comes to the ring, we need more than that. We need, you know, acrobatics. We need somebody to be able to sell a punch uh, or a pen. Um, And so, yeah, I'll, I will reluctantly give up Mitch Buchanan. So that leaves us basically with two finalists in uh, Paul Doyle and Joe Kingman. So who do we choose? The problem with Paul Doyle, and I think of the two names here, Paul Doyle is definitely the scarier
0: person to be up in the ring against. I think that The Rock might be able to beat him. If they wrestled you know, 10, 15 times, The Rock might sneak away with a win. But I gotta say, Paul Doyle, by the end of Pain and Gain, is literally barbecuing a guy's (laughs) hands in public. Like, this is a ruthless individual we're talking about, not to mention jacked, not to mention. Was he ruthless or just stupid? I see, I think that, I think it was stupidity that turned into ruthlessness. Oh, see,
1: I don't, I never, to me, he was just, he was cuddly from beginning to end. I just wanted to be that guy's friend. Now, he got painted into a corner a little bit, and so he had to fight his way out, and that's when they killed that guy and barbecued him. But I never <laughs> got the that he actually wanted to do that. But I, I think you're right. I think Paul Doyle was just too physically big, uh, and like you said, the cocaine strength would definitely be a factor. So that leaves us with one more contender, and that's Joe Kingman. That's right. And
0: as we said, Joe Keeman's this MVP quarterback, savage on the field. We get a ton of shots of him not throwing the football, uh, but running and juking around defenders, trucking people over. He's a superstar athlete. So, you know, not something to shake a stick at, but I, I think that of our list of names, he is a realistic
1: candidate that The Rock could defeat. Yeah, I would say so too. He He definitely seems coachable as well which would probably be important the wwe especially if you don't have much time to train for it so he would be able to listen and really apply himself um this is a guy joe kingman that studies game tape he knows his opponent frontwards and backwards so i I think you're right i think at the end of the day he would lose but he would i mean that would be just a hell of a match i would love to see that at the next wrestlemania oh my god and that that wrestlemania by the way will be here in new orleans (laughs) does the rock make an appearance
0: I'm going to say, on record, this episode of Rock Talk, there is a 100% chance that Dwayne
1: Johnson shows up. <laughs> well, didn't he show up with Ronda Rousey a couple of years ago?
0: Yeah, sure. I loved that. Look, they need him. They need The Rock now more than ever. Well,
1: I was just looking today, now that they lost Enzo, and they recently brought back Goldberg, you know, they could definitely use some good press, and I think... Bringing The Rock back in, at least as a part-time wrestler, to actually compete and not just make cameos and work the mic. Uh, I think that that would be a huge, huge boon for the WWE. But uh, yeah, we ended up cutting through all these movies pretty efficiently, randomly for us. Usually we like to wander around. But yeah, at the end of the day, we're looking at Joe Kingman being the uh, biggest adversary that The Rock could still defeat. That's right, just another victory for the game plan. Uh, in our podcast, just oh my god, consistently, uh, consistently can I change, scoring highly. Can we? Can I change this again? Because <laughs> I will never allow the game plan to win anything. <laughs> so that does it
0: for our debate on Dwayne Johnson the Rock. But Charlie, as you noted at the top of the podcast, before we go, we have something very important to do.
1: Yes, we do. We need to choose a winner for our contest. The rules were you had to write us a recommendation on BuzzFeed's list of 2018's most underrated podcast, and we had a few great nominations, but one stood out in particular, and that goes to Caleb Holt from Eugene, Oregon. Thanks a lot, Caleb. Uh, we'll be reaching out to you soon to get your information. We'll be sending you a sweet, sweet Rock Talk tank top.
0: That's right, Caleb. Thank you so much for your review. Uh, we really appreciate your support, and thank you to everyone who participated. Uh, just a few that are on our Facebook page. I want to give a shout out to Rachel, Alex Green, Leslie. Uh, thank you, Malik and uh, Candy. I know you gave one as well. So just thanks for thanks for doing us a solid and leaving us that review on Buzzfeed. Rock Talk fans, thank you as always for listening and for your support of the show. We are still. The number one rated, reviewed, listened to, downloaded, streamed, followed, favorited, liked, and retweeted Dwayne Johnson theme podcast on the face of the planet. It is all because of your support and your patronage of our show. If you haven't yet, please don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms. That includes Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rocktalkpod and Twitter at rocktalkpod. And that's also the handle of our Instagram at
1: rocktalkpod. Thank you so much to our listeners. Remember, reviews are the number one thing that you can do to help us. But you can also let your friends know, hey, this podcast is going on. It's weird, but it seems strangely necessary. So share it with your friends as well. And remember to tune in next week for our discussion of Hercules with guest Dylan Irwin. We'll see you next week, jabronis.